0: Welcome to the KPMG TaxNow podcast. In this podcast, we explore some of the more complex matters across tax, economics, regulation, and compliance. Each month we meet with KPMG's foremost experts and other special guests to unpack key issues faced by taxpayers around the globe. My name is Grant Wardell-Johnson, the tax leader at the Economics and Tax Centre, and I'm joined this evening by Clive Bird, who's a tax expert in our enterprise division. I just want to give a brief overview of where I think the budget is at and on some very high-level numbers, and obviously there's been a substantial improvement in the deficit both this year and next, and that's due largely to a better-than-expected recovery and a very high iron ore price, which is in the budget Um, estimates for my EFO at $55 a tonne, but it's now hit $200 a tonne. There's some big structural changes in terms of the budget and on the expense side. So we've got over the period of the four years, the forward estimates, about $26 billion of additional expenditure, $18 billion on childcare, $2 billion on mental health, $2 billion on schools, $2 billion on childcare, and $2 billion on women's security. And there's a, num- a number of about $10 billion, which might be seen as semi-structural, and that's the increase in job seeker. And the budget predicts um, that over the, the medium to, to medium term anyway, um, the unemployment rate will fall below 5% to something close to 4%, which is uh, quite remarkable because it hasn't been below 5% since the 1970s. The third area, which might be considered to be a temporary one-off, is the roll forward of um, the low and medium uh, income tax offset. And that's about a cost of $8 billion. Um, And there's a question there whether that is um, actually temporary one-off for this year because uh, the government may well roll that forward again um, next year. In terms of temporary measures that will reverse themselves, um in the longer term. There's full expensing and loss carry back, which is at a cost about of about twenty billion dollars in the period of the forward estimates. But as I said, that will actually reverse over time. And then finally there's an amount of about fifteen billion dollars of additional expenditure on infrastructure. Which is um, added to the hundred billion dollar pip- pipeline, but that's that fifteen billion is over a decade. So they're the main items. Um, other ones in there actually fall at the sort of the two billion or sub um, sub two billion level. So, Clive, what did you think of of the budget here?
1: Uh, look, I was uh, I was impressed, Grant. Um, our our middle market client base was uh, was. Has reported to us that they have um, benefited from some of the recent stimulus measures through COVID, and they are now emerging from COVID with confidence. And they're keen now to us to see the government address um, our our greater debt through productivity gains and growth. Um, we're not um, so keen on seeing increasing taxes and, and cutting spending, and we're not seeing that in this budget, which is terrific. So. Uh, What we are seeing is some some stimulus measures, some of which you've um, referred to. Uh, We're seeing some innovation measures and then there's some some other interesting things around um, superannuation and residency and so forth. Uh, But importantly we haven't seen uh, increased taxes, we haven't seen decreased spending. In fact uh, you mentioned the spending and and quite the contrary there's some some, uh, strong initiatives in terms of spending and some strong initiatives in terms of stimulus. So Uh, From that point of view, I think it's, um, you know, it's a a budget that we can uh, be pleased with. And some of the comments you made around, you know, the prospect of unemployment rates um, getting below 5% and indeed perhaps even getting closer to 4%, as you said, really quite remarkable. So uh, a uh, a lot to like about the outlook, I think, Grant.
0: Clives, the government's extended the full expensing to 30 June 2023. Is full expensing working for your market and, and increasing capital expenditure?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think it's a big incentive grant, and we're certainly seeing a number of clients ask ask about this. Uh, it's a big incentive to be able to uh, upgrade, you know, plant and equipment, address, invest in um, latest technology and um, improve technology and so forth, and get an immediate deduction for that. So we're seeing that Uh, that our clients are very interested in that. They are attracted to that uh, and they are investing, which is obviously uh, the intention of that particular measure. So I think, uh, yes, that's working.
0: And whilst there's about a billion dollars given to the digital economy, a small amount of that is in relation to expensing of intellectual property um, and in-house software. Is that a major thing for your market or don't you think that's sort of big enough in in this sector to, to make much of a difference?
1: I think what will make a difference Grant is the measure around um, self-assessing the effective life of intangible assets. So a little bit similar to the um, temporary full expensing although uh, not, not so much temporary but the ability to self-assess the effective life of things like in-house software um, patents, copyrights and so forth, but particularly in-house software uh, gives our clients the ability to uh, match costs against the period of um, benefit from those sorts of assets and potentially accelerate their write-off of those without being locked into um, predetermined um, write-off periods. So that's an area that I think you know is, is really going to be quite interesting. Um, I'd also expect that we might see some ATO um, review and some differences of opinion around the period of time over which those things should be written off. Uh, but I think that will be an area that, um, that does have an impact around perhaps encouraging greater investment in things like in-house software and um, other innovative uh, intangible assets. So I'd see that as a positive.
0: We're almost in the era where Budget Night is um, a restatement of the announcements that have been made two to four weeks before the budget Um, and so there are not that many surprises. I suppose one surprise, not really a surprise, was the extension of the full expensing but is there anything um, that surprised you in this budget?
1: I was, to be honest, hoping for the temporary full expensing to be uh, extended. That was something that we thought would be a really good measure and our clients thought would be a good measure. Um, I wasn't necessarily expecting to see the temporary loss carry back rules being extended. Uh, And in a way it's almost too early to to comment too much on the effectiveness of those. But of course they're giving us um, the ability to carry back losses incurred up to 2023. We can now carry forward, uh, sorry, carry those back as far as 2019. Uh, There was also some um, quite interesting rules around um, modernising individual tax residency, which I think is um, well and truly overdue and that I think will uh, introduce a lot more certainty and consistency Uh, and uh, and some good rules around, um, you know, a few flexible rules around superannuation in terms of, um, you know, making downsizing um, more accessible. Um, relaxing residency for uh, people who might want to contribute to their superannuation while they're away uh, outside Australia and also uh, the ability to make uh, greater flexibility to make super contributions uh, for those between 67 and 74 without passing the work test. So those, those were noteworthy measures I thought
0: well thanks Clive and we've got our budget brief going up on the website and they're done in tiles so when we finish different sections we actually put them up um, as we go so uh, I welcome people to to watch the KPMG website as it evolves in terms of our budget analysis and insights and um, yes wish you well in that analysis Clive so thanks very much
1: thanks Grant you're welcome Thanks for listening to another episode of the KPMG
0: Tax Now podcast. If you'd like to ask us a question, please send us an email at kpmgtaxnow at kpmg.com.au. Be sure to subscribe at kpmg.com forward slash au forward slash or follow our LinkedIn page, KPMG Tax Now Insights. That's all for now. We look forward to sharing more insights with you soon.